Welcome to Weird Works. I'm Dr. Christy, your host. This podcast was designed to create a space where conversations about alternative healthcare topics can occur in an open platform without judgment. We will bring the facts that support sometimes controversial subjects in an attempt to break down barriers towards accessing true healthcare. All too often, alternative care is sought after as a last resort rather than a first option. This podcast will provide the evidence that you need in order to make informed decisions about your health, to empower you with the facts that you need to take your health into your own hands, and to encourage you that there is hope your body heals. Join us to hear from experts of all things weird, as well as the testimonies of people with stories of radical healing who were once told that their condition was a death sentence. Maybe that they would just have to live with it, or that drugs and surgeries were the only answer. We look forward to sharing stories of encouragement with you. Please leave your questions in the comments so that we can engage with you. And don't feel shy or hesitate to let us know what alternative healthcare topics you would like to hear more of on the Weird Works podcast. In good health naturally, I'm Dr. Christy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Weird Works podcast. I'm Dr. Christy, and this is Dr. Adrian. Adrian is going to talk to us today about her path to wellness, how she found chiropractic and sought it out as a profession, and then how she came to join us here in August. So Adrian's story is kind of interesting because unlike a lot of people, she was raised on chiropractic. So chiropractic was her mainstream healthcare system. So we're going to talk a little bit today about the differences between traditional medicine and chiropractic and maybe help um, dispel some of the myths that maybe chiropractic is just neck pain, back pain, mm-hmm. headaches, injuries. So Adrian, tell us your story. <laughs> Where well, did it all begin? Right. Hi, I'm Dr. Adrian. Um, I always like to say, start off with that I'm a chiro kid. So that basically means that my father is a chiropractor, which is a very rare occurrence. And when you're a chiro kid, that means you become a chiropractor. <laughs> so like she was saying, um, I was raised on chiropractic and that's just all I knew. We didn't go to medical doctors growing up. We weren't vaccinated and we were this mm-hmm. huge myth, you right. know. And I was telling her earlier, like when the nurses form growing up in school, they said, put your primary doctor and I just put my dad because that's all I knew. Right? Yeah. So as being raised as a chiropractor, what kinds of things did your dad help you out with? Like, do you remember mm-hmm. a couple of things that like, you know, naturally kids get sick, things come up. Right. So what kind of things did your dad help you out with? Yeah. And, well, back then, I didn't realize it. I was just living a normal kid's life, and mm-hmm. I would get adjusted regularly. We didn't get sick. We didn't get this annual cold and flu that everybody else had, mm-hmm. and I would actually get jealous. My friends would get to leave school, <laughs> but to look back and realize how lucky I was, you know, and I remember also being jealous of kids who got to go to McDonald's every night, and I thought it would always be a treat when I'd go stay right. at a friend's house and get French fries for dinner. That's so funny. <laughs> It's different, right? Completely different mentality. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, eating broccoli was your norm instead of, like, the junk food or packaged right, food. Right, the quick, yeah, the quick yeah. fix. So, yeah, and I, I thought my parents were so cruel for let, letting us go to the Golden Arches, and it was this treat that I never got to experience, but really they did me a favor in the long run. Yeah, I do. We see families here at Health by Design, and it's really, like, I think the biggest gift that 
parents can give their children to raise them with these ideas mm -hmm. that there are other things, you know, and also with the empowerment and the education that like if you could treat your body right and eat healthy and avoid some of the chemicals and toxins that have become normalized in America, that you're going to be so much better off along the way than the traditional American, like standard American diet and the statistics that we have as healthcare in America today as well. Yeah. So she was blessed to be raised that way, right, even though right. she thought it was a punishment <laughs> at the time. Okay. Come to find my out. My parents are these crazy people. And, and I would even hear from my friend's parents, like, oh, her dad's a chiropractor. I remember it'd be just such such thing. Yeah. Like, they, it was judgmental. And, but like I said, I was blessed in the long run. Yeah. And I definitely realize that now where back then I was a little embarrassed. Like, it wasn't fair that we didn't get to eat all that. But. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting, right? Yeah. So there's a term that is common in our field, the power that made the body heals the body. Mm -hmm. So is that how your dad practiced? Is that what he kind of instilled in you guys as children? Yeah, definitely since we were younger, you know, it, power of the body that heals the body and that basically means you have this innate intelligence mm -hmm. inside your body that naturally knows how to function and keep those organs alive, keep your nervous system going and heal and maintain your body's mm -hmm. natural function and, and totally makes sense. It sounds like this crazy made up thing but how, how else do you live? How else do you naturally breathe and right. know how to function without even thinking about it? I like to use the example, like everybody understands, like if you cut your finger, it grows back together, mm -hmm. but nobody stops to think like, well, how is that miraculously done? Even if you break a bone or you get in some kind of tragic injury, like your body can heal and recover from that. So that's that power that we're mm -hmm. talking about. And then to take it one step further, even like we're all standing, we, you know, we sleep, we rise, we get through our day, we're moving energetic creatures, but we don't like plug ourselves into the outlet, you know, and recharge our bodies. Right. Like there's this innate intelligent design in the body. Yeah. So, so did your dad do a good job of teaching you that? Yeah. Really and like on? I said, like when I was younger, I didn't realize any of this. It was just so natural in our household that, yep, you know, like you just, if you get adjusted, if you eat well, if you drink enough water, like mm -hmm. we weren't allowed to have sodas, like that was like the biggest no-no. Like we would go to my grandma's and it was just like this treat that we could just sneak a Coke and, <laughs> but we just didn't realize it. That was just our lifestyle and we just were healthy, happy kids. So you guys probably didn't have like ear infections or colds no. and flu and that kind of thing. Yeah, and that's kind of like how people would think, you know, chiropractor takes back pain, but that's how he would convince it. Like, look at my kids, look at my testimony. Like, they're, they don't get sick, and if they do, then they get adjusted, and they heal so much quicker than any other kid. Yeah, and there are statistics and research out there that show that children who are raised with chiropractic care and some of this alternative medicine and nutritional care as well fare a lot better, not only for health odds, but mm -hmm. even like performance in school and athletics. Like it's pretty incredible research right. how healthy these children are. Yeah, definitely. And we grew up playing sports and if I got hit in the head with a softball or my dad would just adjust me and I'd be back on the field. Like, yeah. you know, you're, you're out of whack, you're misaligned and he's just like, good, you're going. He was such a strong like mindset guy, like so positive. So just having him as somebody to influence you and yes. say, you got this, go. Like, like I said, we just didn't know the difference and that was just our natural yeah. lifestyle. I think that's so fun because you were raised with a confidence that you're, if you took care of your body when you need it to perform for you, it mm -hmm. will. Like you almost had this increased confidence in your, in your body instead of like this fear mentality, right? Right, exactly. So that's huge. 
Okay, so you decide what? You're going to follow in Dad's footsteps? Yeah. Did you work in the office? How did you yeah. decide to go to chiropractic so college? I grew up, you know, obviously in the chiropractic world. I'd help file. I became a receptionist when I was in high school. And then also, like, I started to lack that confidence in myself, too, and, like, the embarrassment. Oh, my dad's a chiropractor. He's not respected yeah. always in the medical field, which we get a lot. Yeah. And so I started questioning, you know, like, oh, well, I do want to help people, but maybe I should go a more respected route. And I took an intro to healthcare classes, and mm -hmm. I everything was just not as inspiring as chiropractics. Just, you yeah. see, like, you know, the negativity of the sick people that just aren't getting well, or you're just shooting them with drugs and surgeries, you mm -hmm. name it, where chiropractic is just big, shiny, and it's not always shiny and wonderful, but, it is, you though. know, and <laughs> <laughs> that's where I was like, okay, you know what, like, I already know what to do, I'm going to pursue it, so I started my undergrad at Life University, I loved it, I grew up at that school, we'd go there mm -hmm. for every seminar, every homecoming weekend, that was my dad's alma mater, and so that's, you know, I had that pride of like, oh yes, that is my dad. And mm -hmm. like, you know, we had this connection. And then when it came to pursuing the actual DC program, I started to kind of lose faith a little bit in that unmotivation again. So I started looking elsewhere and this was like almost a huge no-no because there's this political gain in our world with yeah. different conflicting views and chiropractic schools. But mm -hmm. I just kind of knew I had this different route going for me. So I pursued Palmer, which is actually the very first chiropractic school, mm -hmm. and that was... Dee Dee and BJ Palmer were the, they discovered and created chiropractic. Yep. So, I went from Georgia and drove my little Honda Civic <laughs> all the way to Iowa, and all my friends were thought I was crazy as moving to the cornfields, and <laughs> I just, I just did it, and I'm a very, I pride myself on being an independent person and finding my own path, and mm -hmm. it just, it all fell into place, and... That was definitely where I was meant to go. Yeah, I love that. That's when you have that peace, when it seems like totally chaotic and everybody else might be against you, but it falls in line, like that's when you know it's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, it was going back to my dad, I was like, I had already signed my, moved my transcripts and everything and I finally just sat down with him and he knew. I was like, I'm going to Palmer, and he was just like, you know, you're still pursuing chiropractic. Like it has nothing to do with what schools and rivalry, like, yeah. I'm happy that you're doing what we love and what we believe in. Ah, that's awesome. Yeah. He understood. Yeah. Well, Palmer is still a cool school. So, why Palmer? Like, what was it about Palmer that mm -hmm. you felt like you were lacking or maybe just that was, you know, more catered to what you believed in? Yeah. And I, it's a lot of mixes. Mm -hmm. um, I think going to the school in Atlanta, I was almost overwhelmed and I kind of was like outgrowing it too at the same time. Like, I grew up there. So I went to Little Bitty, Iowa, but that was the very first school, and there's literally history on the walls. You know, mm -hmm. there's inspirational yeah. quotes. You saw where the very first chiropractic adjustment even was. Mm -hmm. You're just constantly inspired. And to go somewhere, we are not Dr. Jeff Russell's daughter. Like, nobody knew who he was. And yeah. I kind of got to create my own path and my own inspiration and my own place. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. So I definitely know that because I went to a chiropractic school not that was not philosophically based and I had to find it later. Like I had to pursue a lot of additional, you know, certifications and trainings and kind of stumbled on this wellness philosophy even though that was what I was originally like intending mm -hmm. to go to school for. So I know exactly what you're talking about. So luckily you were able to get there right. and do it during school 
but at least we both figured it out, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we loved to, like, compare a lot. I was like, how many philosophy classes did you have? And she had, like, an intro course where I had five. Yeah. So it's just kind of funny how different chiropractic schools can be and chiropractors. Yeah. So while we were harping on the philosophy, whether it was part of, you know, your curriculum in school or not, mm -hmm. is because the way we practice, and that's how, you know, we'll talk a little bit more about how we came together, we, you know, found each other, was because the original intention of chiropractic was based on that premise that the power that made the body heals the body. It was never intended for just a neck pain, back pain, mm -hmm. headache modality, or for just chiropractic, you know, for injuries or car accidents or work comp kind of issues. That came to be because of what insurance now dictates or regulates insurance will be reimbursed for. But with all those changes, chiropractic has gotten further and further removed from that original mm -hmm. philosophy. And that's really the gift that we want to share with everybody. And why we're fe featuring the story on the Weird Works podcast is to teach people that like chiropractic is a healthcare philosophy in and of itself. Like it is a whole healthcare system and it impacts the entire health system of your body, not just your pain and your muscles and your joints. So talk a little bit about that. So she unfortunately graduated right before COVID. So a lot yeah. of her licensing <laughs> and stuff got totally put on halt. <laughs> yeah, delayed or whatever you want to say. But it was a blessing to us because she had time to kind of hit pause or was forced to hit pause. And then, so tell us what happened. Yeah. So basically, um, starting back to more of the philosophy, the three T's we like to talk mm -hmm. about in our world is thoughts, traumas, and toxins. Mm -hmm. And um, thoughts being, you know, mental, like that can totally, the mm -hmm. thing of mental stress that can throw your body out. Mm -hmm. um, trauma is number one, you know, you think you got in a car wreck, you slept funny, you did too much at the gym, like chiropractors can obviously help with that too, but mm -hmm. toxins is like a huge one for me, like, okay, yes, you can eat right, but what if you didn't start, like me, eating right and had this, you know, body that can help fight off those diseases? What right. if these people are already sick? me adjusting them every day is not going to help in the long run. Like, eventually they need something else. So that was my biggest goal out of school, was having that inspiration and a practice that really focused on that. So back to COVID, yeah. I graduated in the February, kind of on top of the world. And, you know, I had the world at my feet. And then literally the next week, it's like shut down and the world the world ended and I just was like stunned because I had this plan in my head where I was going to go and mm -hmm. pursue and I kind of just had to sit and wait which is not what I'm good at yeah. at all and that was a good teaching we lesson. We have that in common too. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a really good you know life lesson for me like you know maybe I do need to prioritize what my goal is in life and yeah. so when I knew I was coming to Jacksonville I started I got kind of panicked again kind of like all right, I'm ready to work. I just need to find a job at this point. It's been months just sitting around. Yeah. And so I kind of got desperate and I just applied everywhere. And I would have these awkward phone calls because social distancing and <laughs> and it just never felt right. And I was losing that, losing that motivation again. And ironically, I just was like, I'll try anything. I typed in Facebook and I was like, chiropractic associate, Jacksonville, Florida. And Health by Design popped up, and I have family here, and I have never heard of them. It's so I creeped on their website like I usually do, and I was just like, wow, this place seems so great. Like, why not? And I'm like, oh, gosh, they're totally not going to hire me. I'm fresh out of school, but I'll try, you know, and it just, next thing I know, they're like, hey, come in for an interview, and 
I mentally prepped and just walked in. It was just this warm, welcoming environment, which I'm sure all our patients can testimony to. I hope so. That's <laughs> but yeah, and then it, I mean, it was it's such a smooth process, honestly. We yeah. just kind of got along great and we mesh really well and we have this, yeah. you know, when she's high, I'm kind of medium and it kind of goes back and forth. Very yin and yang. Yeah, pretty much. And then just yeah. meant to be. And that's the whole thing, like timing, like she couldn't, beyond her plans, I, meanwhile, had been looking for a chiropractic associate for over a year, but not pursuing it hardcore, just because I was just like, oh my goodness, how are we going to find somebody who is not only on the same page as us, but has the same belief systems, the same philosophy, you know, wants to put all these different things like the kinesiology and nutrition and chiropractic and really build like a functional integrative plan for patients. It just seems so far off. I was like, yeah, I don't, you know, no offense, but I was like, I can't hire somebody fresh out of school because they are only taught to pass their boards. Mm -hmm. Well, that's what my school, they prepared you very well for the boards, right. but like all the good stuff that I learned, I feel like is what I pursued after the fact. Right. So I'm really grateful for her that she was like, I got to figure this out while I'm in school. Mm -hmm. She did that during her curriculum. Um, but yeah, I was like, I can't hire somebody who's so green and like teach them everything. But I also don't want somebody who has other ideas, like had practiced in a chiropractic place, you know, facility that was not subluxation based. And we'll talk about that in a minute. Or, you know, was just like a PI mill. I'm like, they're not going to get along here well at all when we need to teach people wellness and pre preventative, proactive treatments. And so when she applied, I was like, this is like too good to be true because even though she was new, she wasn't new to the field or new to chiropractic. Like she came with all this experience. Like she knew our software. She knew how to, you know, run an office basically. And she had been adjusted her whole life. So it was just like a gift. And that was the thing. Like her timing was off. My timing was off. But God brought us together because that's what was meant to be. Mm -hmm. So that's what happens when... The world is chaotic and nothing makes sense, but then there's suddenly like peace and two people get the same confirmation, like you know it's right. So, I love it. Well, yeah, welcome. Absolutely. We're so glad. <laughs> I'm glad you're right. here. So, we just talked about like our journey to kind of find what true chiropractic really is and get to that like root, like what it was meant for and intended for in the first place. So how in the world would a consumer figure out what type of chiropractic practice that they're, you know, pursuing or becoming a part of? Yeah. And I mean, you can use the language we kind of threw out was just subluxation and innate intelligence. Like, yeah. like you said, that's what chiropractic foundation was built on and doesn't mean we're this weird voodoo crazy thing we just leave the body that made the body heals the body and it's naturally designed to heal itself health by design is the name <laughs> and you see how that all relates <laughs> but yeah no a lot of that's kind of the beauty of chiropractic you can take any route you can specialize in pediatrics you can specialize in sports you can do the pi practice which are very successful and helping a lot of people but yeah. when you graduate school, you kind of got to decide what kind of route you want to take, and that's your passion, and we kind of had the similar passions, like, mm -hmm. coming out of school, you know, like, yeah. I want to be wellness, I want people to be raised how I was raised, and have their kids have the same, you know, like, opportunity, basically, right. yeah, yeah, and I think, you know, sometimes it's hard for the consumer, because there is so much diversity in chiropractic, like, I've often heard myself say repeatedly, like, if you go to 10 different chiropractors, you'll probably find 10 different ways of practicing, but 
you know, I always encourage people, like, if we're not the right practice for you, if this wasn't what you were looking for, or maybe the last chiropractor you went to maybe didn't get you the total result that you were looking for, keep looking because mm -hmm. there's so much diversity. You just have to find the practice and the, you know, practitioner or doctor that is right for you, right? Yeah, absolutely. But I also, like, while we were preparing for this interview, kind of came to this realization, like, well, the reason why there is so much diversity is because there's so many things that chiropractic can help with, right? Exactly. So you almost need a pediatric practice mm -hmm. and a pregnancy practice and a nutrition practice and maybe an elderly practice. You can specialize in radiology, you know. There's right. just so many different yeah. routes to go in. Well, that's saying That's the beauty of chiropractic and so many people I went to school with, they originally were like, wanted to go to PT school or they were going to be right. a surgical doctor, but they kind of found chiropractic and they can kind of, you know, reorganize it how they want to design their future clinic and you're kind of independent and you can help your patients the way you want to. Right. I think a lot of chiropractors, like, first they're passionate about helping people. Mm -hmm. That's why people, you know, for me, I'm like, look, like, obviously we very strongly believe in what we do. Otherwise, like Dr. Adrian, when she grew up getting scrutiny for being different and thinking differently than the mainstream mm -hmm. people. She still decided to pursue it, so she felt very strongly about it. And that's the same. Like I think chiropractors in general are very passionate about the field because they could have very easily done something that was a lot higher paid, a lot more commonly reimbursed by insurance, more mainstream, you know. So yeah, I think in general you'll find chiropractors are very passionate about what they do. So chiropractors are usually pretty passionate people, but then in addition, most of us set out to like have a practice of our dreams. You know, mm -hmm. most people are very entrepreneurial or decided that they were eventually going to go into practice for themselves. And so the ability to create what you think is the right type of practice. So like for me, I was always passionate about nutrition from the beginning. And that's actually why I didn't go to traditional medical school. I was pre-med, and we'll do an interview with me on my story at a different time. But um, I had to make a decision, and I was looking for something holistic and proactive and something that treated the whole body just because of my problems that were untreated by traditional medicine. And that's how I found chiropractic. Like, I found that, mm -hmm. like, I really had the ability to take the practice in whatever direction I wanted to. You know, yeah. And there's lots of different specialties and continuing ed curriculums and additional certifications. So that's important, I think, for the consumer to know as they're shopping different practices. You know, if you're in Jacksonville, of course, we would love to meet you personally. Um, but if you're not in Jacksonville, there's definitely some things to consider, like what Dr. Adrian said, subluxation-based. If they mention innate intelligence, if they're just talking in general about being holistic and maybe they don't take insurance so mm -hmm. that might be a cool thing for us to cover right now sometimes that can become a barrier so for example in our practice and for me even starting out when i was adrian's age and i was just starting out i went to a seminar and this old wise chiropractor was talking to me um, and kind of pouring into me and he told me that if my intention was to become a wellness doctor down the road, that he, to he told me don't even start with insurance. He mm -hmm. told me that if you accept insurance, of course, like it will be a faster growth in your practice and in your career. However, it's going to be a bait and switch. You can't just one day like accept insurance and then turn it off and say, no, we're not going to do insurance anymore. So I was guided at a really young stage mm -hmm. in my career 
to become a cash practice. And it wasn't because I was greedy or I didn't want to, you know, help people. It was because I knew that insurance isn't the model. Insurance only covers neck pain, back pain, injuries, and you have to prove medical necessity. Right. So, for example, Dr. Adrian, growing up on chiropractic just for general wellness, mm-hmm. you know, for those, like, sports little, like, bumps and stuff along the way or maybe, like, you know, your earaches, typical mm-hmm. things, the sniffles, just preventing it from growing into something larger um, or more complicated, that wouldn't be covered under an insurance. And so I felt very uncomfortable allowing insurance to dictate to me, I'm the one who, you know, got educated and earned my degree, to make decisions on the patient's behalf about what's medically necessary and what isn't, when I knew this whole other story about chiropractic as a healthcare system in and of itself. Yeah. So that, at face value, when you're a consumer looking for a chiropractor, might seem like a deterrent, and I get it. Like, you have insurance, and you work hard for it, and you pay money for it, and you want it to work for you. But I will tell you that insurance isn't the best model for things that are preventative or proactive. Right? Yeah, I agree. And yeah, and people see, like, oh, we don't accept insurance. And a lot of chiros don't. Um, but we do create financial plans. We have HA, you know, like... Right, yeah, we have, there's options, and we work Mm -hmm. with you, we want to help you get well, and we understand, like, especially in this world, in this climate, Mm -hmm. people do struggle, and we're here for you, and to help you if you're willing to do it as well, you know? And what we found by the model that Dr. Adrian was just describing is that more people have accessibility to care. They can come for preventative and just general wellness needs. We can treat children and mm-hmm. whole entire families. And it's all very comparable to what an insurance copay would be in the first place. So the prices aren't inflated just because it's cash. Exactly. So I just wanted to cover that because I think at face value, when you first see that it's a, you know insurance isn't accepted, that that could be a deterrent. But I would encourage you to dig a little deeper about what that practice offers in place of traditional copays. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about that. We're talking about patients. They do their research. They find a practice mm-hmm. that seems like it's subluxation. They believe in innate intelligence and the power that made the body heals the body. Chiropractic is a healthcare system, not just a pain modality, which we still treat pain. Don't get me wrong. Like <laughs> We just feel like that's the easy part. Right. All the complicated like medical case history stuff that a patient in pain also walks in with, we make sure that we can also handle that. Yeah. Right? But what can patients expect on a first appointment? Okay, so first visit, you know, you go into the office, you do the boring paperwork. So we gotta know what your past health history is. That's we just, wanna know everything. Yes, tell us everything. <laughs> and then um, we go do a scan. And so the scan's a very in-depth way of letting us see more internally mm-hmm. what the body has to tell us. And that's more in-depth than just an x-ray of seeing a bone misaligned. We gotta look at inflammation. We gotta look, work at your nerve activity, your muscle imbalance is a really cool tool that we use to confirm what we're finding and feeling too at the same time. Yeah, and it's a good educational tool for patients because Mm -hmm. before the technology that um, Dr. Adrian is describing what came about, the patient really just had to take the chiropractor's word for it that, you know, okay, we found this, you might not have pain in the area, but you need to work on this proactively so that it doesn't cause something additional future (laughs) or worsen. And so it was really hard for the patients to kind of understand and comprehend what the doctor was seeing and didn't always have a great uh, measurement tool for progress either. And so the scans, it's, you know, color-coded and even just, you know, 
a layperson's eye can definitely see like red is bad, green is good. Right. <laughs> it measures the amount of muscle asymmetry right and left. So at the end of it, like you literally have a map of your spinal activity and your inflammation level. Right. And we right. love to like sit down with the patient and kind of explain like this is what's going on and mm -hmm. we'll kind of get more in depth of like how that relates to nutritionally too. Yeah. So I think common misconceptions. So we'll go over a little bit of like some of the fears. Another thing that could mm -hmm. hold people back from seeking chiropractic. Um, what are people usually afraid of? Um, getting their neck cracked. That's neck a big cracked. one. That's or yeah, so it's that they're always they'll see the YouTube videos and they're just like, no way, like you're gonna rip my head off or give me a stroke and yeah. or they've been to a chiropractor and they hurt them or they didn't feel like they fixed their problem. So they're or they heard somebody that they didn't help, and so they just kind of put in the box like chiropractors aren't helpful. That's just neck and back pain X Y Z, and so that's what we what I love about this practice is going back to like how we just mesh really well. Like we had the same philosophy, we had the same techniques, and techniques is how we adjust. So we can adjust manually, which is by hand. We also have other tools like the automated adjuster and that's, or the activator. Those are two tools we can adjust when you're not getting those pops and cracks. Yeah, and also like the professor, like loosening the muscles. So, mm -hmm. you know, some patients that might have found a chiropractic adjustment to be uncomfortable, it might be because they just tried to adjust through spasm or tight muscles. So we do work extensively on the muscles to kind of unwind the body and relax things before we go in for the adjustment. Yeah. I think too, like we're females, so we've had to study additional chiropractic techniques that are not just force. Right. Here's a little science nerd for you. Force equals mass times acceleration. So the amount of force that you feel, you can either increase the force to increase um, the impact on the patient. You can do that by mass, which is the person's body size, which neither of us have, <laughs> or you can do it with acceleration. And so Dr. Adrian and I, being small brain female chiropractors, have had to learn how to be very specific with the adjustment and how to use speed rather than force. And so that just equates to a much more comfortable experience to the patient. We have to be very specific because we can't manhandle you or muscle you into right. an adjustment yeah. too. And that's something we love. We kind of find it a challenge when somebody walks in and be like, you're the chiropractor, you're going to you're gonna adjust me. And like that's, we just like, yep, get on the table. Like we'll show you. Yeah. Yeah. And we just, like she said, additional tools. So maybe not everybody needs a manual adjustment. Maybe an automated adjuster is more specific for a person. Mm -hmm. But some of the tools that we have also allow us, like if somebody has osteoporosis, a medical doctor would tell them that they can't get chiropractic. Well, that would be true if they were getting the very forceful adjustment that we were describing. But we can be very specific and non-invasive. So people who have had surgeries, we have patients who have Harrington rods from scoliosis, mm -hmm. and we still can adjust them. We treat infants that are like just born. My very first patient was 45 minutes old. So we, I think that lays into like making sure that everything isn't cookie cutter, right? right? Yeah. So we were talking about like the consumer when they're looking for a chiropractic program or practice in their area to take their families to. It's important too that the practitioners customize a treatment plan specific to your body's needs. So like you and your husband or you and your children or you and your neighbor shouldn't necessarily be given the same exact adjustment or care plan. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And that was like another one of my goals 
finding a practice that could customize to each individual person. Mm -hmm. Like you said, you everybody has a condition almost these days, you know, yeah. and you don't want to just go anyone that's just going to whack on that or not care about their patients because it is kind of, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. And, you know, I think that the clinics that do focus on injury care, there is a necessity for that because chiropractors are the first people that should be helping with the whole opioid crisis. So, you know, there's an opioid addiction and crisis in America where they've been overprescribed and even, you know, these aren't drug addicts that have opioid issues. These are professional people that suddenly find themselves addicted to an opioid that wasn't mistreated, it was properly abused, and then they suddenly find their lives spiraling downhill because they now have a drug addiction and nobody warned them or it was just kind of like passed off as like, no worries, this is safe. You know, we do this, prescribe these meds all the time and now their lives are completely disrupted. And so chiropractic has been an awesome, you know, tool as a pain modality to prevent the overuse of opioid prescriptions. Mm -hmm. So we're not harping on PI. But sometimes there's so many PI patients that these practices find themselves overwhelmed with patient care and the numbers and the referrals from lawyers and attorneys and medical doctors that it's really hard to be more wellness right. oriented. Definitely. Right? And that's going back to, you know, you kind of choose what your route is. And mm -hmm. I knew like if I was going to join a practice like that, like I would lose my inspiration and why I really did join chiropractic. You know, I want to be inspired every day and helping people. And yeah. I... I just love um, seeing someone start out in our office and they're kind of quiet and timid and hunched over and they're just yeah. like, who are these crazy people? And by like week and week goes by and they're just, you see them light up more and more talkative and next thing you know, they're referring people and I just, yeah, that's almost, what I wanted. Yeah, isn't it kind of like a whole like transformation? Mm -hmm. Like suddenly these layers peel off and they start doing better and feeling better and then you actually meet the real person, like yeah. the real person yeah. actually comes out. Yeah, and you'll always hear, like, I'm finally back to myself. It's been 40 years, 20 years, you name it. And it's yeah. just, you know, they're like, I have my life back. Yeah, it's pretty rewarding work. That's why when she, Dr. Adrian had said earlier in the interview that it's not all bright and shiny. And I'm like, but <laughs> it can be, yeah. And the reason why I said that is sometimes I feel like we live in this, like, fairy tale make-believe world where, like, we almost get desensitized to, like, patients are going to get better. Like, you know, mm -hmm. that is our normal world that we live in. And... I'm just glad that I didn't become a medical doctor because I feel like it wouldn't be as satisfying. You know, you right, the reward. A lot of cases that can't be helped by traditional medicine, so it's yeah. rewarding. And it, and it kind of ties back, like, yes, we have this pride to help people, and we just, mm -hmm. you know, we love it, but it's, it's, we love to educate your patients like it's you, it's your body that's actually healing. Like, yes, we gave you the correct yeah. tools to do it, we facilitated, but that was all you. That's yeah. a big thing we try to yeah. tell our patients. Have you heard this? I've heard this several times and like I've adopted it as one of my mantras. It's that if people knew what we know, mm -hmm. they would do the things that we do. Yeah. So that's why we're doing podcasts and writing books and doing lectures and holding events and having an education. You guys can go on our YouTube channel, whether you're in Jack's or far mm -hmm. away, and all of our educational classes are available for free because we just know we need to educate people to take empowerment over their own health. Yeah, and that's like we mentioned before, there's no better time to become a chiropractor because it's more people are, are seeking the alternative route, the least invasive, most invasive and you can go any route you really want to take when you're graduating too yeah so and it is more acceptable nowadays like everybody has a chiropractor i feel yeah. like you know yeah exactly we know that still there's a very small percentage of 
Americans who utilize chiropractic, mm -hmm. and so we're going to get the message out there to everyone why they need it, whether they have back pain or not. But it is a really good time to mm -hmm. be in this world. And also, you know, you guys realize, like, this is January 2021 that we're recording this, and we just came out of or are still in the middle of COVID. And people's worlds have been rocked a lot mm -hmm. um, with the fear and fear based around a virus, something that's invisible, um, and people feeling like, maybe that it's hopeless like they might just have to wait and pray pray it away kind of a deal or hope that they don't get it mm -hmm. or their families don't become sick with it and that is not the culture within these four walls in our practice our patients were encouraged they were hopeful they were confident because they knew that they were doing other things to boost their immunity and take care of their health and build up their systems and they had the confidence for their bodies to perform and defend them against something like a virus. Right. So we're not saying they're invincible, but their odds were a lot better. And so it was a lot more hopeful. Um, when I would come to work and take care of patients, our culture was so much more positive than when I would go out into the world and in society. It was very doom and gloom and very restricted. And um, it was sad. It's still sad to me, honestly. It's hard yeah. for me to go out in public um, I much prefer the culture that we have here. Um, so I think being chiropractic, more people will be looking. I think that people right. want to find out what they can do to be better prepared should another pandemic come or should this pandemic linger longer. It's right. already been 10 months. So we were told originally I think it was going to be a two-week quarantine. Yeah. And we thought that was <laughs> the end of the world. So, yes, we want to encourage you guys that there are things that you can do that are still alternative in many parts of the country and um, do your research you know make sure that you have the education and the knowledge because you can only choose what you know and so if you just get very closed-minded and think you know or think you don't need a chiropractor or meds and vaccines and surgeries are the only way um, you're going to feel like the walls are closing in on you and so you know maybe just jump on a website, jump on a YouTube, mm -hmm. listen to some additional podcasts and find out what other people are doing. Right. You know, you don't have to listen to us. Obviously, we're mm -hmm. on fire for what we do and we're passionate about it. Um, but listen to people like yourselves who are have been maybe had some of the same conditions that you've had that have had a positive outcome. Listen to testimonials because you're going to find that you have peers out there that have greatly benefited from alternative medicine. Yeah, absolutely. There's so much resources out there all you do is just turn off the news honestly yeah. you know there's so much social media negativity but the resources are out there and that circles back to the wellness aspect of like how i was raised if you're prepping your body to really fight off anything cold flu coronavirus you know you don't live in that fear you know and like it goes back to my dad you know i had that instilled confidence and that what carries me to show my patients as well that you know, your body is capable of finding off, you know, you're preventing that even entering your body. Yeah, it's empowering. Your body is an incredible, miraculous design. And so I think that it's important for you guys listening to know that we have a lot more hope for you than traditional medicine paints a picture. They paint a picture of wait until there's inevitable disease or illness mm -hmm. and then drugs and surgery and invasive procedures are the only answer and we're here to tell you that we live in a world where that's not the case the medical mysteries that weren't able to get treated by traditional medicine they actually come here or they go to our colleagues across the country who have these multidisciplinary mm -hmm. you know wellness-based 
preventative model chiropractic um, chiropractic clinics. <laughs> I'll say it again. Chiropractic clinics. Yeah. So, okay. I think we're ready to wrap up. This is the Weird Works podcast, but we'll bring you um, weird. If chiropractic as a mainstream healthcare um, modality isn't weird enough of a concept, Dr. Adrian, what are some of the weirdest things that have ever come into the office? <laughs> well, it was funny she brought this up. It's like, you got to think of something weird. And I was just like, well, we can talk about all our weird patients, and I love them, and they're just funny, and we see something new every day. But yeah. I was like... I think it'd be funny when you asked me to adjust you this one time. She's like, oh, my back hurts. I'm like, yeah, I got you. Like, lay down. And her ribs, like, ribs are naturally, like, you know, even. Hers are hunched over this much in depth and probably, like, two, three inches raised. And I was like, okay, like, I could pop her ribs back in. But, like, this is not normal, you know. It's very obvious. And I was just, you know, I was like, your ribs are really hunched. And so it's kind of funny. And we kind of, we got the other practitioner, like, check this out. And she actually got nutrition tested, and it turns yeah. out it was kidney-related. Right. And so a lot of people don't realize chiropractic is beyond the back pain, back pain neck pain. Mm-hmm. It's viscerosomatic. So basically what that meant is, like, her bones went out of place because her kidneys, those nerves supplying it, you know, was miscommunicating, misfiring, and it kind of just, her body naturally was just like, something's going wrong. I'm shooting out all these messages. Help me. But if we, if I just kept whacking at her ribs all day, you know, not getting better if she didn't dress her kidney issue. So yeah, that was a very cool experience. (laughs) Well, and that's true, like, no, at no fault of a traditional chiropractor, but a chiropractor who was just pain, they could have had me coming like two or three times a week, repeatedly adjusting the same segment over and over again to find like no relief. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, that's the cool interplay. Like I can send nutrition patients to Dr. Adrian for adjustments because I can test areas of the spine with the muscle testing that we use to determine if it's structural in origin or if it's related to an organ referral, which is a viscerosomatic reflex for all you nerds out there like that. (laughs) Um, Or if it's even neurological related. And so, and vice versa, you know, if she recognizes that somebody's hard to adjust or they're just coming in week after week with the same thing, then we can test to see if there's a nutritional organic component to it as well. And a lot of recurrent, like especially like low back pain, the patients that have digestive issues, Mm -hmm. reproductive issues, menstrual dysfunction, um, a lot of those things, bladder issues can cause um, pelvic and lumbar spine pain. So people think they have like a lumbar herniated disc mm-hmm. and again aren't responding appropriately. We can take those extra measures to quickly find out, you know, what's the proper treatment and customize a plan for that person. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. And everybody's like always amazed, like, oh, I didn't, I didn't have no idea that would all relate. And it's like, yeah. but it makes sense, you know, it's all one body. Yeah. It's all related and they all work together. Yeah. No system acts alone. Right. So, On a final note, I would just tell you, no matter how weird you think your condition is or even how hopeless you might think it is, if you've been other places and haven't been helped, please don't give up. Make sure that you find a clinic or an office similar to what we believe in and what we do on a regular basis and what we know is a normal healthcare model. There are people that can help you. You just got to get empowered with the information and the knowledge. And absolutely, if you know somebody who sounds like a good candidate, everybody knows somebody who's struggling, Mm -hmm. who's been to a gazillion different doctor's appointments and has been hurting for a long time, please get them to um, this podcast at least and then over to some success stories and testimonials as well. 
So that was an awesome interview. Thank yeah. you, Nigeria. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. I feel like we could talk forever. Cut it off there for now. <laughs> and so this is Dr. Christy with the Weird Works Podcast signing off in good health naturally. Goodbye.